following is a paid program on 630 WLAP. This is the Tom Dupree Show on News Radio 630 WLAP and WLAP.com. Welcome to the camp. I guess you all know why we're here. My name is Tommy, and I became aware this year. If you want to follow me, you've got to play pinball. And put in your earplugs, put on your eye shades, you know where to put the cork. Back on the Tom Dupree show. Now that's more my speed. Creedence Clearwater. Can't go I'm, wrong with. Spring. I'm not knocking. Um, <laughs> I'm not knocking uh, the guy you just had on there, Merle. Merle. But this is more my generation. I wasn't listening to country music back then. I was listening to Creedence Clearwater. Oh, I, I totally get it. I mean. I, listen, I wasn't listening to uh, Merle Haggard when I was 16 no. years old either, so yeah, I was more into Motley Crue back then, right? which is <laughs> quite the extreme. That's right. Now, I, that, that was probably mainstream for you. That's but, true. Yeah. Um, we have here Mike Johnson, Guy Huglet, Elizabeth Dupree, of course. She's always there. Here. With us. With us. With us. And, Executive and, producer. Yeah, exactly. It's a morning time, y'all. Yes. It's wake up in the bluegrass. Come on, yes. Tom. Wake up. Wake up, baby. <laughs> a year to remember. Raise your hand if you predicted 20% plus stock gains in 2019. Regarding the movement of equity prices, we associate with the words of Alan Ace Greenberg, the head of Bear Stearns during the 1987 market crash. Stocks fluctuate. Next question. <laughs> the good news in 2019 is that mostly they fluctuated up that's right you know we talk about volatility well, volatility implies kind of jumping around yeah but it always means down yeah, yeah. we say a volatile market it means we talk about a volatile down. market yeah we're talking about a down market <laughs> anyone who sold a year ago missed a major booth and net worth yet at the time the investor mood was negative and it, it's <clears throat> it's so interesting how we have these i mean you couldn't have had a bleaker time for the markets than what you had in late december absolutely of 2018 absolutely it just there it couldn't get any worse and um Fears of recession were widespread, and even Trump had stopped 
touting stock prices on Twitter, which is one thing that <laughs> Trump does. He communicates widely on Twitter. One lesson is that no one knows how stocks will perform in any, any given year because so much can change. And just talk about that a little bit. I mean, it, it was in reviews here recently. We kind of give, you know, give the listeners kind of insight yeah. to, you know, how we talk. In That's the when we meet with our clients yeah. and talk to them about how their account's done, right. how it's performed. It's It's been a fabulous year from a, a total return standpoint, price movement and the dividends. Yeah. Great year. Um, when we're sitting down looking at the holdings, we don't pretend to know, and we didn't pretend to know, what the market was going to do in 2019. Right. We had no idea. So when we were looking in 2018, during that horrible time, um, we were looking at valuations, at opportunities. Now, we weren't in a panic uh, in the sense of we're looking at these things, they're down. You may front. not have been. <laughs> we're, <laughs> we're, we're, we're looking at, at the valuations. I was. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of screen I'll, watching. I'll admit. <laughs> there was a lot of screen yeah. watching. We, we try not to act on our panic. Right. Right. You, 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 can't, you can't help the emotions. Yeah. You, you can't. And, and quite frankly, that's what our clients pay us for. That's right. That, that, that's what they pay us to do is to worry about their money. Yes. But not act on that emotion. Right. But when we were looking at the, the valuations of some of these companies and other opportunities out there, we're looking at saying, okay, you've got – interest rate fears you have the china issue uh you have you know a, an inverted yield curve right. you know all these things that were you you couldn't find anything uh uh optimistic in right. any kind of writing everything was negative remember that day then it might have been later after that but the in the yield curve got inverted a little bit and the market goes down 850 points that yeah, day. Yeah, yeah. You know, mm -hmm. that, that may have been, yeah, it was a little, maybe January yeah. or, or somewhere around there. But you had all this negative speculation that was going on. Nobody knew the market was going to do what it did this year. Nope. But the valuations on companies were attractive. Yeah. And on top of that, the companies that we buy for our clients – they pay dividends. So we're looking at the yield that's attractive, and we're saying, okay, at where these companies are now, they're good companies. The fundamentals look good. We don't know what the price is going to do in 2019, but the yield's attractive. So we were able to buy these good companies at good prices. And since then, the prices have done extremely well. They've gone way up in price. We'll take it when the market gives it, but it's still the income. The story doesn't change. Right. Even in an up market, we always take it back to this is this is the backbone of the portfolio, yep. the income, because that's something you can count on. We don't know what twenty twenty is going to bring. I, I printed off some. I do. You do. I'm just not good. <laughs> good. Thank God. Uh, I printed off. Uh, these are some estimates. You know, the speculations because we're in a new year. Everybody has an idea of what's going to happen. Um, Barry Bannister at uh, Stiefel estimates the S&P index will offer just 3% a year in compound average returns during the 2020s. Um, they're talking about uh, people moving to the cities by 2030 is going to expand from $7.5 to $7.5 billion. 
Um, you mean in population? In, in population. Uh, Where, in China? Or, or excuse, excuse me, uh, people expect to move to cities by 20, uh, 790 more million people. And then the number of internet users will expand to seven and a half billion from four point three billion, and that's worldwide. Worldwide, worldwide. Yeah. Um, and they say you know by twenty thirty five, half the world's jobs will be at risk by replacement by robots. Right. All these things that come out at the start of every year, this year even more because we're getting into the twenty twenties. Yeah, but the main thing, companies. Companies are run by people. Yeah. And companies, you know, a, a company is a living thing, a living, breathing thing. Right. It, it's not something that's just out there that's stagnant, that doesn't move. These companies will adjust to whatever actually happens. And if the underlying business, if if it's an old company, you know, we we have we have one company that's a hundred and fifty year old insurance company. Yeah. They've seen some stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, they've been through political situations, wars, all these things. But uh, the business is good, and they have good management. So companies can adjust, they can adapt to whatever things actually come about. Um, Our job for our clients is to make sure that, A, management is doing that, that they're staying on top of it, and that the valuations don't get too out of whack. If something gets way too expensive, boom, we can sell it. If something gets way too cheap, boom, we can buy it. Uh, that's that's our job for our clients. Right. And the thing of it is, in order to do that, you have to do the research. Right. You have to be on top of what the company you, – you have to have uh, basically an ax to grind on – what the thing is worth at any given time. Mm-hmm. And that's a factor of its earnings, its revenues, uh, the dividends that are paid out, book value, right? things like that. What, what was uh, Warren Buffett's, one of his sayings, um, you know, own a good company that uh, uh, any idiot could run because at some point there might be an there, idiot there running There might be an idiot some people have said and, that about the U.S. too, but it, it it's true. You know, I don't agree though. If you if you have a good company, um, it's really hard. You got to really work at breaking up a yeah. good company. Yeah. I, I was I was thinking about it last night. I mean, you, you think of you know the dynamics of a of a big company and how um, how resilient they are. I mean, because it's it's not it's not necessarily just one person. That's, you know, in the, you have the captain that's guiding the ship, but you look, you, you think of a company like um, ABB or AT&T, you know, these big companies and how the, the whole body can move and adjust and, and react to different things in the market. It's amazing yeah, it is. Uh, the, the size and the scope of these companies and how even though they're the size they are, they can be nimble and they can right. move. They can move quickly in some of this stuff. A big company, a good big company, is a kind of a modern phenomenon that they can be multinational. They can, um, as you say, be nimble, and they have the ability to adapt and keep 
doing things and finding a way to make a profit in all sorts of environments. And that's what we look for. We look for companies that are, uh, that are usually multinational, the domicile where they are, where they uh, operate from doesn't really matter. We own some companies that are based in Switzerland, some companies based in um, where else? Uh, Germany, Germany, France. They operate throughout the world, though. The one other thing, twenty twenty, you know, we're going to have you know political events. You know, without a doubt, there's going to be things that affect the market in the short term by right. polit- for political reasons. But uncertainty, that's what creates a market. That's exactly right. And that's why having people that, you know, they they believe that the X and Y is going to happen, well, that, that creates a market because yeah. for every buyer, there's a seller, right? Right. And so you have to have that uncertainty, and that's what gives you the premium um for it's a risk premium, the uncertainty of 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 companies of stocks. Right. Yeah. So <clears throat> I'm gonna jump in here a little bit. Jump. I'm gonna give y'all just some perspective for a guy that's kind of new on the scene. So last December, to me, being f- new at the firm, watching what took place was fascinating. Yeah. Because here's what we were talking about on the radio. What the the media was talking about were all the positive things that were going on in the economy right unemployment yeah. was at record lows consumer confidence was at record highs okay yes there was a lot of talk about trade mm-hmm. yes there was and we were concerned about that but why the markets reacted the way they did were amazing to me all be- this is what i saw okay and then i i really want your all's feedback the fed started this process of I'm going to we're going to increase interest rates. Yep. And so then the media started feeding on that. Mm-hmm. And then the investors started allowing their emotions to take over. Something we talk a lot about on the radio show. Another reason why you need a company like Dupree in your backyard to remove the emotion. We don't buy and sell based on what our telephone or computer screens telling us because probably half that information is not accurate anyway right we hear a lot about that too sure we do the research we find out what's true what's not and so isn't it interesting that we saw all that happen at the end of the year and then the markets bounce and continue to climb all year long mm-hmm. yeah i mean tom have you ever seen this over your 45 year career well I've I've seen markets that that went up when people didn't think they could go up, like in the '90s, for instance. Um, just ma- mainly over my career, it's been a bull market. It's been a bull market. I mean, when when I started in the business, um, the Dow Jones was under a thousand. <laughs> <laughs> Golly! Wow! Wow! Under a thousand. Yeah. Interest rates were double digit. Yes. The, the thing that's happened during my time in this business has been <clears throat> you've had <laughs> all these great investment opportunities. Mm-hmm. They worked out. Buying stocks worked out. Buying bonds worked out. The problem is nobody had any money back then. Yeah. They couldn't yeah. take advantage 
of the opportunities in the way you know today people have more money but the opportunities aren't there as much you've got very low interest rates you've got extremely expensive stock markets yes ever we've we've had a wealth revolution for the last 40 years that's a great point wealth revolution and it's it's just that's the way it's gone through most of my career It, it it was amazing to me how quickly it reversed after christmas eve yeah of 18 i mean it was just it was it was a straight drop down and then it was a vertical just straight back up it was it, yeah. it was so fast it's kind of like new year's eve for a lot of people that don't drink a lot they go out and they get drunk and they do stupid stuff and then they wake up the next day and go oh my god what have i done right. and it's kind of like what we watched because it just went whoosh. yeah i mean it yeah. was it was like the space shuttle taking off and that's that's too why we don't try to time the markets. Yeah. Because I mean, how could you? How can you time? I mean, looking back, yeah, yeah. Hey, you know, things look cheap. We could have bought back in, sold everything in September, bought back in Christmas Eve. Yep. But yeah. how, you know, <laughs> how do you know that? How do you know? There, you know. And so that's why we don't try to time the market. We look at valuations of the specific companies. Right. And that's the. To me, that's. The difference between investing and just throwing your money at something. Right. It's the hottest thing in life insurance. Are buyers aware of the risk? Regulators worry insurers are underplaying the dangers of a product tied to the performance of the U.S. stock market. (laughs) Sales of a life insurance policy tied to the longest bull market in U.S. history are soaring. Regulators worry that buyers are unprepared for a crash. Indexed universal life is one of the insurance industry's hottest products. It accounted for a quarter of all individual life sales as measured by premium for the first nine months of 2019. Wow. What's going on with that? Well, yeah. it, it, in, first and foremost, try to explain to our listeners what a universal life index or a index universal inter, life. index universal life policy is. It's, it's hard to understand. So, a universal life policy, uh, some listeners might be familiar with that. That was something that got big back in the 80s, I guess, yeah. is when, when those got to be big. And you make the premium. So it's it's a life insurance policy, but it's also uh, touted as a savings and investment uh, on top of that. Yeah. Um, give a little color on what happened with regular universal life policies. They were sold like you were talking about the interest rate environment in the eighties, right? At with really high interest rates, and the universal policies, you pay the premiums, and when you start out, you have uh, uh, low fees because you're probably younger. You have lower fees, and then the assumption was because of the interest rates at the time, nobody thought interest rates were going to go to where they are now right, at right. that time. Because of those interest rates, the earnings would more than cover the the uh, uh, fees that you'd be paying. The policy could basically support itself from whatever cash value was in it, the earnings on that. Right. Because interest rates were so high <clears throat> that the cash value in the policy basically paid the premiums after a certain point. Right. But – 
those have started <laughs> blowing up on people that's because right. of what interest rates have done. done. They're no, that's no longer covering uh the the cost no. with it so people are underwater and they're paying big premiums just to keep them in force that's right an index universal life it's it's the same concept concept but they attach it to the stock market so if the market gains 10 percent, you'll get a certain percentage of that so right. some of them might put a cap of 10.7 percent which is kind of an average that that's the cap that you can earn but it's the same same principle in the sense that you make the you, you pay the premiums they have the fees and it's supposed to be self-sustaining over time um but the, it, it it's it parallels exactly what happened with the universal right. policies. The interest rates, nobody thought interest rates were going to go down. Right. Everybody thinks because of what's happened in the last decade with the stock market that the market's always going to be going up. And you've not had these in effect during a down market. Right. Um, so I think the end result's going to be exactly the same as with the regular universal life policies. But people are work. They're buying them because the markets are so hot. Right, Correct? right, right. Wow. Never forget on any kind of insurance policy that the insurance company is looking for areas to sell something that they can make money on. Right. And so they're, they're not, I don't want to use the, uh, I'll use the word, I don't mean it, uh, exploiting, you know, people's fears or, uh, trying to take advantage of what's been going on in the market and extrapolating that out. Um, they're in the business of putting something together that they can sell and make money on. Right. Um, that's, that's what they, that's what they do. That's their what business. Um, but it's, it's, it's so interesting. You know, we talk about sequence of, uh, uh, return risk. These have sequence of the index universal life policy you think of it so it's tracking an, an index so it's a growth thing yeah. so you, you you get a certain percentage of whatever that index does and every year you have the fees that are coming out for right. the policy so think of it like a retirement account where you're taking withdrawals yep. every year you're taking something out um now with this you're not going to have negative returns if the, yeah. you're just going to get credited zero mm -hmm. but every year those costs are going to get higher and higher and higher right. over time and so the the end result <clears throat> i believe will be just like if somebody that's invested in a growth portfolio taken out a, an amount each year you're going to have years you know, let's say you have three or four flat years right. with with this example you're going to eat into the contract value of the policy yes. and you're no longer going to be able to, you, you've got to, you got to dig yourself out of that hole to be able to earn what the costs are. Yep. Um, so it, it, it parallels what retirement investors face, a sequence of return risk. They have the yeah. same risk. Yeah. And that's not something that ever goes away. That's right. That's right. Da, 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 da. There's also tax. Uh, yeah, we got jump. Tax-free positive impact with indexed universal life. Tom Dupree Show.
News Radio 630 WIP. Introducing Long John Silver's $10 Sea Shares. Pick up our six piece fish, nine piece chicken, 15 piece shrimp, or six crab cakes, each for just 10 bucks. Long John Silver's Fish Yeah. Pricing and participation may vary. Does not include cotter grilled. Tax extra. Did you know employment of dental assistants is projected to grow 18% from 2014 to 2024, adding about 58,000 new jobs, according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics? As a dental assistant graduate of MedQuest College, you will be educated, trained, and prepared to take one of those jobs. MedQuest students take advantage of small class sizes, personalized tutoring sessions, and hands-on instruction to learn the skills through practice in a real-world setting, not just lecture. We are now enrolling for our dental assisting program, in which you can earn your diploma in as little as seven months. No prerequisites needed. All MedQuest students and alumni take full advantage of our lifetime career services. MedQuest will help students build a portfolio and help them find jobs when they finish the dental assisting program. From admissions to graduation, you are never on your own at MedQuest College. Go ahead. Better your life. Visit medquestcollege.edu. Earn up to $400 this month and make life better for patients right here in our community by donating plasma today at CSL Plasma. Call 866-CSL-6800 or visit cslplasma.com today to find a donation location near you and start earning up to $400 this month. Rising in the Middle East and here in the U.S. Following the U.S. drone strike killing Iran's top military general outside Baghdad's airport, President Trump saying he ordered the strike because General Qasim Soleimani was plotting attacks to kill American troops and diplomats in the region. Iran's leader now vowing revenge, leading to an increase in security in the Middle East and in the U.S. ABC's David Wright has more. Experts in the region say Iran's threats of vengeance are real, that it's not a question of if they will retaliate, but when. And the president is warning them not to take that action, saying that the United States would make quick work of Iran if it did. Iran is obviously not a match for the U.S. militarily, but a conflict with Iran could be long and bloody. More than 3,000 U.S. troops are set to deploy to the region in the coming days. In Australia, triple-digit temperatures and whipping winds making it nearly impossible for crews to battle those wildfires in New South Wales. Michelle Franz and ABC News. It is another wet evening across the area. That rain will roll on into the overnight low clouds and fog. Temperatures into the low 40s as thermometers drop into the 30s on your Saturday afternoon on a gusty northwesterly wind. We'll see rain changing over to a period of some rain and wet snow into the afternoon and evening with temperatures still above freezing. Most of that will be melting on contact. And as we roll our way into the day on Sunday, a little morning snow flurry otherwise becoming partly sunny. Temperatures into the 40s. From the WKYT First Alert Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Chris Bailey. Broadcasting live 24-7 from the heart of Big Blue Nation. This is News Radio 630 WLAP, an iHeart Radio station. You know who really loves fresh food? Amateur chefs, barbecuers, smorgasborders, snackers, bakers, and Throw it in the microwavers. At Kroger, you can get all the fresh you want at a great price with same-day pickup and delivery because we believe in fresh for everyone. And now you'll find more ways to save at the Buy 5, Save 5 event. Just buy any five participating items and save $5 at checkout with cart. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Guys, the secret is out. If you want healthy intimacy, your body needs nitric oxide. And now you can boost your nitric oxide production faster than you thought possible 
with Ageless Mail tonight. The absurdly fast formula from the number one brand in mail enhancement. Just take one capsule an hour before romantic activity. You'll get clinically tested ingredients that rapidly boost nitric oxide production. And it won't go unnoticed. Rush to Walmart and get Ageless Mail tonight. Okay, you know how it feels when you've saved enough for that long-awaited home edition? Now imagine an edition on that edition. That's the feeling with Capital One, where a new savings account earns an interest rate five times the national average. That's right, five times, as represented by five times more singers. This is Banking Reimagined. Capital One, what's in your wallet? Terms apply. Rate comparison based on FDIC national rate. Capital One NA member FDIC. 630 WLAP. Let the midnight special shine a light on me. Let the midnight special shine a light on me. Let the midnight special shine a ever loving light on me. Yonder come Miss Rosie. Found the world, did you know? By the way she wears an apron. Back on the Tom Dupree show. So let me let me finish. Yeah. <laughs> tax. <laughs> the tax. <laughs> All I was trying to say is that policyholders do not have to pay tax on the capital gain no. to the cash value of the policy as long as they allow that policy to mature they don't cash in early that's what i uh, if, tried if to they say. do cash in an insurance policy the gains are taxed as regular income that is correct not right not uh, so. <laughs> capital gains right there you and, go and just a quick s- summary on that um usually nine times out of ten if you need insurance depending on your situation term is usually the best way to go um, because that way you're not paying the higher fees you're not trying to lump an insurance policy with an investment vehicle it just typically doesn't work out as well as other options right i'm 22 with seventy thousand dollars in savings and investments but i'm addicted to checking my brokerage account multiple times a day that's that's a lot of money for a twenty-two year old. It is. That I, is I mean, pure. Th- this is this this kid. His name's James. Uh, he, he wrote a. It was a article uh, or it was a uh, a letter to Market Watch. <clears throat> and James, if you're listening, call us. We can help you. Um, yeah, really. The uh, he's done the the heavy lifting. I mean, he's twenty-two, saved seventy thousand. He's been putting into a Roth since he's been working. Right. <clears throat> he's doing everything right. He's got the mechanics down. But this is this can be a real problem for for a long term uh, uh, investment portfolio yep. when you're constantly looking at it. You're constantly watching not the investments. You're constantly watching the value of the account. Um, Everybody does. I mean, you, you, obviously, you're going to check what the balance of the account is. I, I get that. But when you look at it daily, multiple times a day, 
and he he says in here that his emotions um, are driven by what he sees in his portfolio for right. that day. If it's a bad day in the market, he's having a bad day. Um, the, I think it's an uh, an education uh, issue with with him, and, and we've we've helped people that have situations like this. If you don't know what you own, you're looking at the value. That's all you have to go on. That's right. And you're gonna you're you're gonna extrapolate out certain things. You know, if the market's down a percent in a day, well, my goodness, if it went down a percent in a day, it's probably gonna do that the next That's you know right. five days. You know, you the, you you don't have anything else to fall back on other than what the market, which is very inefficient on a day to day basis. Yeah. That's all you have to go on. Um, so with a situation like this, education, knowing what you own will help ease some of his fears. And it honestly w- would probably help the investment returns over time. Because if, 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 you're, if you're driven by emotions, like he indicates that he is, if you have a December of 2018 scenario – you're going to be more likely to sell right. and act on that emotion, uh, not act on facts or logic. Yeah. Um, and that's why it's so important. And we, we like to meet with our clients every six months uh, because we don't want them just looking at the value of the account. Because, again, the account is a it's a dynamic thing. It adjusts. It changes. Right. Um, we want them to know what they own why they own it, um, and to actually have some meat behind. Right. It, it's – we talk about soundbite investing sometimes. You know, it's – you know, you, you're sold a bill of goods. You know, the, this fund or this product does this, and, and then you put your money into it and you hope it does well. There needs to be meat behind it. You know, and that's why we like to explain to our clients – what stocks they own, why they own them, what the dividends are. Uh, it's it's a relationship. Right. Well, and you, if you're not, if you're driven purely by what's on the screen at any given time, you're going to be all over the map. That's right. You're going to be, you're going to be uh, upset. You're going to be worried because you have no context. For it, you don't have any way of uh, of um, judging it because you're just looking at what's on the screen. You're not looking at what's in the companies that are represented by what's on the screen. Mm-hmm. No, that's, that's perfect. That you know, you have to have context. Right. Perfect. Think you're diversified. Think again. Now, this is something we've talked about a lot. Yep. And. Um, Diversification is is a good thing, but you've got to really be diversified because the indices, the indexes, tend to become undiversified sometimes. Right. And they get more concentrated in certain areas. So the the when you think of diversification, <clears throat> the old idea is you have open-ended mutual funds, which are, you know, the old school traditional mutual funds. Well, the new products that are out there now are, uh, they're called factor ETFs, factor exchange traded funds. 
And what factor ETFs do, they try to take the active management idea of an open-end fund and apply it to an ETF. So you could have a factor ETF that's a low volatility or a value ETF or a growth or something like that. <clears throat> so again, they're trying to market something to, mm -hmm. to individual investors. When you think of a, a traditional mutual fund and diversification, well, you can look at the holdings inside of that. Now it's backward looking, um, but you get a pretty good idea. The top 20 holdings, you're probably going to have a lot of overlap right. in just by the nature of those funds. But with the factor ETFs, you can have, you, you would go in with the idea, I'm going to have a growth ETF, I'm going to have a value ETF, and I'm going to have a low volatility or a momentum ETF, right. something like that. And you think, well, these are different strategies. Daggone, I'm going to be diversified having these in there. Problem yeah. is, you're not. Um, the the same factors can move all of those strategies right. and the strategies themselves adjust over time. So you, you put all this in there thinking you're diversified. And then if you have a December of 18 scenario and you see everything move in lockstep down, you're like, Oh my goodness, I made a mistake. I'm not diversified. Everything's moved the same percentage and then you react again on emotion right. at the wrong time. Um, and anytime you try to put on autopilot uh, an investing principle, you're, you're asking for problems uh, because you can't do it. You, you can't do it. Uh, it. It has to be managed. Right. It, you, you, when you try to put a, a – It's just like the target date funds that everybody invests in. That's, yeah. that's autopilot investing. And so much investing nowadays, because of the fact that we've been in a bull market for so long, has become autopilot. It's, I'm not talking about bond investing. I'm talking about stock investing. It's, it, it's even been endorsed by people like Warren Buffett. You know, yeah. you should go out and buy an index fund rather than, than, um, an actively managed fund. But what we believe is that the best way to invest is to do your research and to know exactly what you own. Right. It, it, I think it's, it's the epitome of complacency. Yes. I mean, you look at Buffett coming out and saying what, what he said, you know, advocating that, how I mean? How much more? Of how a much contrary? does he own in in an index fund? Exactly. Yeah. Why didn't he put all of Berkshire's yeah, exactly. holdings in an index fund? But it's it's complacency and the fact that even Buffett is is on that. I think that's one of the biggest contrarian indicators out there. Yeah. Um, that everybody's on board with this because it's always going to work until it doesn't. Right. You, you look at Japan. What happened with Japan? Um, it's been. I think. I think their market peaked. Over thirty years ago, right. If you if you were an index and investor back. and hasn't come back to the peaks from thirty years ago, if you're an index investor in something like that, good luck with You've it. You've lost it exactly. Yeah, um, no dividends, that kind of thing. Stay with us. You're listening to the Tom Dupree Show. It's News Radio six thirty WLAP. It was August. In Dayton, El Paso, Philadelphia, twenty nineteen. Jeffrey Epstein killed himself. 
Welcome to 2020. Democrats denied entry. Israel. Protesters. This hurricane. We're ready. News Radio 630 WLAP. Hi, this is Tom Dupree of Dupree Financial Group. Frequently, I hear from people I meet that say, oh, I've heard you on the radio, and I've been planning to set an appointment with you. Let me say to all of you to whom this applies, call us now. There are several good things that happen when you set an appointment with us, but the main one is that you're no longer in the dark about your finances. We give you lots of information about your accounts, completely free and without obligation. Also, we let you know in no uncertain terms if we think you are on a good track for retirement or not. We are a candid guide to all of our clients and prospects. We tell you the truth. For a free, no-obligation review of your retirement investments, call us at Dupree Financial Group at 859-233-0400. Also, listen to the Tom Dupree Show on Saturdays at 7 to 9 a.m. at News Radio 630 WLAP. That's Dupree Financial Group at 859-233-0400. 630 WLAP. All right, back on the Tom Dupree Show. New budget, no budget, maybe you need a bit of both. What's going on with that? <laughs> hey, it's the new year. Everybody, oh, everybody's getting it. in shape. Uh-huh. Yeah, everybody's setting their budgets, all that. Right. Um, it, it's actually setting a budget is it really it, it parallels physical fitness. Yeah. You know, it, it's it's a slow process. Um, there, say you're wanting to get into shape, you want to run a half marathon. Um, you can get on the internet and you can find 500 training uh, regiments for that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so you spend all your time looking at the the regiment. You know how am I going to do this? You, you and you're trying to figure out which plan works best for you. You're spending all your time. What's the best way to do it? You just get out and you start running. Right. <laughs> and so yeah. the same thing with budgeting. Um, you can literally find thousands of different ways to budget. You know everything from, uh, you know, they call it uh, what do they call it here? Um, <laughs> no budget approaches. Um, uh, there's there's literally there's all kinds of ways to do it. You know, Dave Ramsey, which I think he does a good job on on the budgeting thing, but you have all these different ways you can do it. He's a little in his investing stuff he's a little bit um he he's more towards putting in a mutual fund and forget he, about it he glosses over the investing stuff. Yeah, i mean that, that's not his that's not his thing you know, no. it's 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 paying down debt yeah um, paying down debt and watching your spending yeah um but with, when you're budgeting you can find the plan that you think hey this is great you know i'm gonna be able to save all this but Unless you can actually apply it, just like a, a fitness routine, unless you actually go out and apply it and can stick to it, it's not going to do any good. I want to I want to make a comment about the no budget article. There there's something else that I think is a critical component to this, and that is we can all sit down and pick you know like say there's an app for that, okay, right. and find the budget I want to do. Focuses on maybe saving more money for retirement or education or paying off debt or whatever it is. 
the most important thing, I think, for all of us is that we have somebody we hold ourselves accountable to. Absolutely. Because, you know, you start these budgeting processes and you're 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 basically <laughs> creating the plan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you're living in your mind and you will tell yourself what you want to hear. That's right. And yeah. you will do what you want to do. And that's what we do at Dupree. Bring your budget down to us and we'll talk to you about it. Right. We'll hold you accountable. Yep. We'll keep it in the file and we'll revisit it. Yeah. And help you. Um as you continue to grow and the the other thing setting stuff up on autopilot Uh, if you're just starting out and you're wanting to make contributions if you're young making contributions to a Roth IRA something like that set it up on autopilot and like you were saying guy we can we can help people with that we can help you kind of back into what you can save on a monthly basis and then hold you accountable um, you know, it, it'll be at the every six month review or whatnot. You know, we're sitting down going over kind of where you stand, but it's, it's like the dividends. It, it's amazing. I love every time it happens. I love it when we're sitting down doing a review and it's a client that's been with us for a long period of time. And we look, say, okay, here's what your total returns been. Here's what you've averaged net after fees. Here's the dividend and the interest line item. Right. And it's a big part of it. Yeah. And whenever they look at it, like the, the, the reaction every time, it's just, wow. They really paid me that? And because it's yeah. this silent thing that's always running, it, it's not like right. a 2019 where everybody's everybody knows about it. It's just it's not sexy like the right. stock market going up, but it's the slow, constant compounding. And it's the same thing with budgeting, with when you're starting to save, you get that foundation laid down first. That's the hard part. And then you, you, you gradually start seeing that build. Um, and then, boom, when you get to retirement age, I've, you know, I've really built a nice nest egg here. That's right. And that's what it's about. Right, right. All right, we got an story here energy producers new year's resolution pay the tab for shale drilling bonanza north american oil and gas companies have more than 200 billion dollars of debt maturing over the next four years um that's a lot of money that they're going to have to pay back and do they have the cash flow from the the oil wells Mm -hmm. to offset that some do some don't um, that's going to be an interesting. It's going to it's going to be an interesting process to figure out which companies are going to make it mm-hmm. and which ones aren't. Right, and this is part of the reason too. Interest rates are so important. Um, you know, if if mm-hmm. you look at the debt maturities, um, there are. Let's see, in twenty twenty two, there's about sixty five seventy billion. That's coming due in 2022. Right. Um, in 2020, there's a little over 40 billion. In 21, about 45 billion. And so, I mean, there's when when a bond matures, they have to either pay it off, which they're not going to they're not they're they're not going to do. No. Um, or they pay some of it, and then they roll the difference. That's right. Um, now, when they roll the difference, let's say it was a bond that had they issued a few years ago, and it has a four five percent coupon on it 
if interest rates are higher or people are nervous about oil and gas, that might have an 8%. It could. Um, and if they're... Then they got to... Can they sustain that? And can they can they make the debt service on it? Exactly. And that's why you have to be so careful about chasing yield. Um, because you, you can go out and you can find attractive yields with some oil and gas debt. Um, but you better be careful um, because this is where the fundamental analysis comes in. What are their cash flows? You know, what are they going to be able to do in the future? We got out of a bond. uh, We, you know, collected nice coupon payments for, you know, a few years, but we got out of it because boy, did we, we did. (laughs) Um, uh, That was, uh, it worked out well. Yes, it did. Um, got out because we were seeing some issues, you know, potentially with the company and Hey, we took our money, got out and the suckers have dropped, you know, significantly from where we sold them. We're happy. It wasn't an oil company. No. Um, but they were in that same situation. They have a big debt maturity coming. Um, and what are they going to be able to do? Uh, you know, they've, they already have a high coupon bond, and the market's telling you that it's current yield, this is what they're going to be able to roll it at. Yeah. And they might not be able to afford it, you know, the interest payments. Yeah. Um, they won't be able to afford it. No, they won't. They won't. Uh, they, I mean, They're going to default. Absolutely. And that's why they're trading it yeah, where they are. Where they are. Yeah, and the stock's done the same thing. That's right. Um, but you just you, you have to do your research. You have to be careful, be mindful, um, and – that's where we come in. You know, we're able to spend the time to try to understand these sectors, um, try to identify pockets of opportunity and value, and with the intention of pr- producing an income stream for our clients. Right. Most of our income stream comes from dividends. We don't buy as many bonds as we do stocks that pay dividends, and the dividends are basically the result of a profitable underlying business. Mm -hmm. And that's where our sweet spot is. That's what we do the best of is evaluating those businesses. If you're going to get a bond that pays any kind of interest nowadays, you're probably taking risk. Right. And, you know, I just don't think most bonds offer that much value Mm -hmm. unless, you know, you happen to buy something that's priced like a real dog and turns out it's going to work. But most bonds, you know, the the 10-year treasury is at 1.8%. And then everything else is priced off of that. So most of our our, uh, good good investments come from dividend-paying stocks. That's right. And the other problem with bonds, if you will, you know, you're the the interest rates fixed. You're getting a fixed coupon right. on it. Um, that can't go up. Can't go up. Um, now we've we've owned corporate bonds in the past when they were attractive. You know, we were able to find yeah. some that looked cheap. Um, but like you said, right now we have the flexibility to sit part of it in money market or in, right. in something like that we don't have to put it into something to reach out and take that extra risk and you know potentially really get hurt that's right 
we've been very fortunate in that area that we haven't. Yes. So, um, got about a minute left. If you'd like to learn more about our investment approach, you can call us at Dupree Financial Group at 859-233-0400. Look at our website, DupreeFinancial.com. You can send us an email, info at DupreeFinancial.com. It helps you to come in, bring your stuff in, and let us look at it. Mm -hmm. Even if you don't end up doing business with us, We've never had a situation, I don't think, that it hasn't helped the, the person who came in to know and understand more about their uh, investments, where they were. So thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Tom Dupree Show, News Radio 630 WLEP.